This is a Sano India production and you're listening to Climate Emergency. Hi, I'm Rakesh Kamal, the co-founder and producer of Sano India. I'm also an environmentalist and I work extensively in the climate change policy and advocacy space. Welcome to the first episode of our new podcast on environmental challenges and the growing impact of climate change aptly titled Climate Emergency. In this episode, we will talk about why the southern Indian city of Chennai, capital of Tamil Nadu, is facing an unprecedented water scarcity. The story has been reported by Vaishali Pandian, reporter for Suno India. Home to over 10 million people, Chennai is witnessing dried lakes and reservoirs. There is very limited availability of portable water. Some schools, shops and other public spaces have been shut down. IT offices have asked their employees to work from home and hospitals are rationing water. An editorial in the Hindu reported and I quote, the residents in Chennai are given minimum piped water and meager tanker supplies of about a third of the installed capacity of 1494 million liters a day. mainly from desalination plants far away lakes and farm wells hi this is vaishali pandian reporter for suno india hosting this episode nadur badlarnd naanga poite thanni somugonnaaga poite kentala poite the water scarcity has been hard on us we ask water from those people who have wells in their house if someone does not have we keep moving to see if others have we walk at least 2 kilometers to get water we used to get 6 pots normally now it is difficult to even get two pots of water you just heard from a construction worker who comes from tambaram this drought is a result of poor monsoon in the past years in varying shades on one side of the road there are houses and schools that have been buying water from private water agencies for more than 3 years and on the other side Apartments have started buying water through water tankers just before the summer had begun. Big apartments consume more water than individual houses. The building manager of KG Towers in Velacheri says that reliance on private water tankers has also meant paying higher prices for water. We need 40,000 liters of water a day. Private water tankers were charging 2,200 initially for 12,000 liters of water. but now they have increased it to 5000 rupees for the same we bought up to 24000 liters of water for 8000 rupees we have bought water worth rupees 45000 this month already with most parts of the city waiting for water tankers for a few weeks and rationing the water supply time people are hoping that the monsoon arrives on time encroaching the natural water bodies Building on and around open free lands and bad maintenance of the natural reservoirs have severely impacted the groundwater in the city. As the groundwater becomes scarce and people's needs increase, they start digging deeper borewells. We are facing water shortage this summer. Metro water isn't coming. When booking water online, it takes 35 to 40 days since booking and costs 700 rupees for 9000 liters. We have two borewells already, but now we are planning on one more. We need to dig up 
In the past 5 to 6 years, authorities have started supplying desalinated sea water through metro water lines. Except for a few pockets by the coast, all others say that the groundwater is not fit for use. Some continue using it for bathing or cleaning purposes due to the lack of better options. Hi Rulisa, who has been running a paying guest accommodation in Cholinganallur, speaks about the adjacent areas with varying water availability. In the area Here in Bhupati Nagar and Devraj Nagar water is good. On the other side of the village high road water will not be good. Even in Elil Nagar and Ganesh Nagar water is decent. Water is good in many areas on east side of Rajiv Gandhi Salai. In Karapakam too water is less and in areas around Lal Bahadur Shastri street water is in yellow color. The local slum tenements in Kanagi Nagar and the areas surrounding them are supplied metro water once in a week. People fill up 50 to 60 pots of water at once. Ranked 120th out of 122 in water quality index, India faces another crisis with 70% of water being recorded as contaminated. In low-income settlements like slums and localities in North Madras, people complain that the metro water quality has always been bad. and it has only gotten worse by the water shortage romba kashtama irukku 6 naaliku oru vaati 5 naaliku oru vaati udranga thanni kashtama irukku ella vishayathukku kashtam dhaan tank la oru vaati we are finding it very difficult we get water once in 5 to 6 days no tankers come in here so we get it only from the lines for that also we run up to the authorities many times asking them to release water they give us all kinds of excuses the timings won't be proper too some get it for a brief time and some don't get it at all authorities will blame it on the valves water is stinky discolored cloudy has even worms and algae no one cleans it properly clean பண்ணாத புச்சாக தண்ணி வந்து ஒரு மாதிரி பழுப்பு நிறத்துல இருக்கு பழுப்புல எல்லாம் வர தண்ணி எல்லாம் வந்து பயங்கர நாத்த தண்ணி வருது அதுக்கப்புறம்ங்க Well, large parts of Tamil Nadu are reading under water scarcity. I can speak more clearly about what's happening in Chennai, where we find that it is affecting daily life. There have been fights have broken out in several places. IT industries are asking their workers to work out of homes. Uh, I've been to a few restaurants at lunchtime where they are they said they're closed for meals because they don't have water to either wash the plates or they don't have water to serve their customers. Uh, so on a on a day to day base of course there are also people who have the, the people who can afford to have moved out of their houses into hotels or they have a bath somewhere else and so all these kinds of um, ways of uh, trying to deal with the crisis are an indicator that uh, we are reeling under a severe water crisis and uh, the temperatures have been very very punishing and hot and so that has aggravated the situation because you get dehydrated and you need to drink lots of water so particularly for people who are manual workers or traffic policemen who are out in the open uh, the situation is quite bad
agriculture is a far cry because uh, the, the rains have uh, not uh, arrived on time yet and uh, in terms of groundwater we find that groundwater levels are plummeting in Thiruvallur, Kanjipuram and other places uh, several, several people have had to abandon their bore wells because the water has fallen below uh, levels they can draw in, uh, in Thiruvallur for instance this morning I spoke to uh, one gentleman who says that uh, he has water but then uh, he will have to wait for one hour before turning on the pump and then you, you there's enough water to fill one uh, pot of uh, one, one pot and then he'll again have to wait for another hour before there's enough water to fill a pot so groundwater levels have kind of reduced to a trickle in uh, most of the parts I spoke to people in places like Kodekanal where they see the problem seems to be less because they've had decent rains in the past and so they're going to tide through this summer without much problems and uh, now rains have begun or at least some early showers have been uh, visible in places like Coimbatore and if nothing else it will bring the temperatures down I don't know what it's going to do to the water situation. How have the local bodies been contributing to dealing with this water shortage? Have they been able to bring about any regulations? Under the circumstances, Metro Water, which is currently under tremendous pressure, is trying to do what it can do. Of course, Metro Water is in the, in the business of supplying water. There are a whole number of other agencies, including the Corporation of Chennai, the Public Works Department, the Industries Department, who are in the business of destroying water. So, you know, all the problems that are created by the other departments of the uh, government will then have to be faced by Metro Water, which has to provide water. Uh, and Metro Water is now uh, prioritizing supplying of water to the uh, uh, areas where poor people live, uh, which I think is good. And uh, they are trying to um, maintain about 500 plus uh, million liters of water a day, which is about a third or maybe even a fourth of what Chennai needs. Uh, so, and, and the, the way they are coping with this is by taking groundwater from different sources taking water from the Viranam tank in Kadalur district. So that's, that's about 200 kilometers uh, away. And um, the groundwater, of course, is a very precarious situation. It's a very dangerous thing. But uh, these are trying times. There is no water. So they are mining groundwater from different places, including from Thiruvallur district. There is no regulation of groundwater. And there's no, no enforcement of any uh, regulation that exists. Uh, so it is a free-for-all in a sense and lots of private companies are making money because you see bubble tops they are being supplied everywhere. Many of them are probably unregistered and unlicensed. Uh, I know they are operating. I know that for a fact from Kartupalli, which is in Thirulur district, the uh, sand dune areas which have, which have a good amount of groundwater but it's a very vulnerable resource because the sea is very close and it will invade and uh, salinize the groundwater. There's been water that's being extracted from extremely sensitive places like Kartupalli where the sand dunes are being mined for groundwater. Uh, complaints have been made, but uh, the government does not seem to have what it takes to regulate or enforce the law on these people. In a situation like this, ideally, groundwater extraction for any kind of commercial purposes must be stopped and the government must take over uh, to ensure that basic needs are met. Uh, because it is a water emergency and in a water emergency there needs to be severe rationing of water especially for unnecessary luxury uses which has not happened okay so how do you observe the state to be you know with their 
plans and statements about handling the state's water needs? Uh, well, I mean, the funds have not come and, uh, uh, you know, we don't know what uh, exactly the state plans to use the money for. The state government has been first speaking in different tongues. On the one hand, it says that there is no water crisis and it's been exaggerated. Then it has approached the central government for funds. And then it's saying that it's going to install uh, desalination plants. I'm saying I don't have water in my water tank today. And we're talking about desalination plants that will take about three to five years to build. So there is not much clarity. You know, interlinking of rivers could take anywhere up to 20 years. And uh, in an, uh, at that point of time, whether there's water in the rivers or not, we don't know. So there is the, the government is trying to address this crisis by the power of the promise with absolutely no intention or ability to actually deliver on that promise. If Chennai wants to waterproof itself, there are ways it can be done. There are people inside Chennai who can help them do it. But in order to do that, it would, it, would, it would require a massive exercise in democracy, which is an art form that the government and uh, political parties have kind of lost somewhere on the way. Uh, it would require involving communities and maintaining community spaces as sponges for storing rainwater, for reviving biodiversity. So when you look at a wetland, a wetland is not just a body of water. A wetland is a place of leisure. It's a place of economy. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a habitat for biodiversity and it's a repository for water. And by, by not being able to appreciate the multifaceted ways in which landscapes and waterscapes can, can uh, help the city, the government is losing a massive opportunity in which if, if this opportunity were taken, we would, not, we would not just be drought proofing the city, we would be making it look much beautiful we would bring temperatures down and we would have massive involvement of people in public exercises to maintain the city and the country's, countryside. The only problem with this uh, kind of measures is that they don't cost a lot of money and therefore there's probably not a lot of contracts and not a lot of commissions for the contracts. Are there ways to revive or improve implementation of any sustainable action plans? How do you see it from the local standpoint? The government has been talking about the Kudi Maramath. Kudi Maramath is a is a, a ancient scheme under which Kudi means uh, residence and Maramath means uh, maintenance. And it's it's a it's a it's a it's a mechanism by which uh, local communities maintain local water bodies and wetlands. And that system fell into disuse uh, with the British, and the government said that it would revive that system. Uh, put in budgets and, uh, you know, um, again, involve communities to uh, take care of, restore and maintain uh, water bodies. Now it would be done not manually, but by earth, uh, by earth movers and JCBs. But it's important to not only desilt the tanks, but also to ensure that the canals that feed the tanks and the watershed are in good shape, which means there's plenty of vegetation covering the catchment area so that there is not much soil erosion because the soil erosion then your siltage, siltage, desiltation of the tank will be undone in a few years with all the soil that comes in sediments up the silts up the, uh, the water bodies. The other policy that the government is not following is uh, uh, taking a very strict view on encroachments into wetlands. The government is sitting idly by while Kamarajar uh, port is encroaching on about 500 acres of extremely valuable wetland 
uh, of the Enur Creek as part of its Sagarmala-based uh, coastal employment unit project. This project is completely unlicensed, does not have any license from the Pollution Control Board or from the Ministry, but the Pollution Control Board does nothing despite having been complained to. So these kinds of, you know, um, uh, turning a blind eye to uh, encroachment into wetlands uh, will basically, is basically, you know, taking the collective uh, suicide for the city. How can we expect this year's monsoon to be? And how can farmers make sustainable changes in agriculture for better water usage now? that the need of the heart is to conserve the most monsoons the people have uh, various people have said it is going to be a deficit monsoon so the delay there is some certainty about but deficit there is still some uncertainty about the imd has predicted a normal monsoon a delayed but normal monsoon which means quantum of rain would not be would be um, an, a normal quantum agriculture patterns must change when we don't have a water crisis because the availability of water is not even across the country and it should not be even. There are different agro-climatic regions in, in India. Unfortunately, with these building of dams and taking of water to places where people want to get votes, uh, water has come to places, at least has, has come periodically to places like Satara and Ahmednagar and other places that are generally dry and given rise to a very destructive uh, sugarcane. Uh, industry. Um, so in places where there ought not to be sugarcane, there is now sugarcane. And uh, so that is that, that is very wasteful consumption. What we need to be looking at in order to address the realities of climate change is to go into a comprehensive agricultural overhaul, uh, which will move all of our agriculture towards uh, low chemical or chemical free uh, farming and uh, water uh, efficient farming methods and crops. So for instance, replacing paddy to the extent possible with uh, dryland crops like millets would be a very important thing. Um, ensuring that there is a diversity of uh, crops that can give us sweeteners like sugar, sugar beet, sugar cane, whatever, depending upon the uh, climatic region. Diversifying a crop base, <coughs> uh, introducing other forms of uh, water harvesting in uh, ponds, so not just looking at water harvesting as large structures, but even farm, farm ponds and uh, structures like that, which are traditional, need to be revived. There needs to be government intervention going into ensuring that these practices are given more precedence over large, central, massive engineering infrastructure, like this madness that they call interlinking of rivers. And now we have Gopi Krishna Warrior, an environmental journalist who works with Mongabay India, an environmental news portal. He briefs us on the status of reservoirs in Chennai. So right now what's happened is you have these four reservoirs which are upstream of the city. So basically tapping into the rivers that come in. Uh, of they are uh, Adayar and Huam uh, um, before they enter the city. And Inside the city, uh, there isn't much of a holding capacity because most of the lakes and wetlands are in. They're, they're, they're working suboptimally, and many of them are dysfunctional. So, uh, so only the only the, the water that flow that falls rain that falls outside the city, that is Chengalpet and Kanchipuram districts, Tiruvallur districts, 
that's the water which these reservoirs catch and hold and and that is supplied to the city now if we make the wetlands and the water bodies in the in the city functional back again for instance there are lakes in uh, you know vidambakam the lakes in nungambakam i mean there are former take lake there are, there are former you know lakes in uh, in west mambalam so and and then the pallik the, the large pallikarne marsh uh, complex if we make them fully functional to do the ecological job that they are supposed to do that is hold water when it rains and release it slowly uh, to the ground and also release it slowly to the river the streams if if they were to do that function then we we can even catch the water that falls into the on on the city surface so right now we are missing much of the water that falls on the city surface and that flows as wastewater through our uh, you know waterways into the sea despite its environment energy and monetary costs how much do you think the desalination project can help in the past few years uh chennai has been building uh, desalination plants uh, along the coast and two have become operational uh one in the southern side of the city and one in the northern side of the city but what it does supply is, is not much i mean you, we are talking of 100 200 uh, mld plants which are operational and when couple of other plants that are also in line when they when they come when they become operational we are talking of something like 400 to 500 mld so 400 to 500 mld is uh, is still only uh, one third of what the city needs or what the city is supposed to supply but it takes the strain off the reservoirs uh, and and also off uh, of well deep wells bore wells in farmers fields uh, around the city so so in that sense it it serves its purpose but it's not 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 necessarily the best option how would you comment on the monsoon and climatic conditions in tamil nadu uh, chennai gets on an average gets 1400 mm of rainfall uh, which is far more than uh, good parts of the deccan plateau uh, uh, telangana uh, andhra pradesh maharashtra uh, gujarat and certainly rajasthan so the so the classification is if you get anything more than 1000 mm of rainfall annually then then you are not semi arid any long no what you need to understand is that uh, uh, with cl- climate change happening and in the state states state governments uh, tamil nadu state action plan on climate change uh, that that itself says that uh, extreme weather weather events like the 2015 uh, uh, floods and uh, 2019 uh, 19 drought these these are these are going to become far more frequent and far more intense the rainfall is going to reduce by 9% across the across the state over the decades going uh, up to 2100 uh, the average temperature uh, is going to increase by 3.1 to 3.5% uh in the coming decades up to 2100 so this is where this is the situation that we are going to go into in the coming decades and and this uh situation like what's happening now is going to become far more frequent so 
uh, if we don't have systems built in now, uh, with with action happening now, we are, I mean, Chennai may not may not uh, may not be the way it is today in future. Thank you all for listening to this episode of Climate Emergency. Thank you Padma Priya and Tarun Nirwan for your support and Priyanka Kumar for your beautiful artwork. Thank you.